Welcome to the Find Your Voice podcast, a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life, your community, and the world. I'm your host, Allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. Before we launch in today, I have an important announcement I don't want you to miss. In just a few days, we are opening, for a limited time, early bird pricing on our Prepare to Publish program, which starts in May of this year. We rarely, if ever, offer discounts on this program because demand is so high, but that is exactly why I wanted to make sure those of you who are listening here get first dibs. Prepare to Publish is our online three-month program to help authors get a book proposal document written. And listen, if you don't know what a book proposal document is, think of this like your business plan for your book. And also, more importantly, this is your golden ticket into the publishing industry. You can't get the attention of a great agent, reach out to a publisher, or really get anyone in the industry to take you seriously without this document. And even if you're not planning to traditionally publish your book, or if you're not sure yet what you want to do, I always recommend an author start with a book proposal document before they begin writing their book, simply because it will make the writing process easier and the finished product stronger. That said, the obstacle of a book proposal document is almost insurmountable for so many authors I meet, especially new authors, simply because, let's be honest, it's an overwhelming document. The document can be between 30 to 50 pages, and so many authors see the elements of this book proposal document, and they're just like, no thanks, this is not for me. Not only that, but get this, one of our team members at Find Your Voice came to us from a major publisher where her job was to receive the proposal documents that came in, read them, review them, and pass the good ones on to the acquisitions editors, the ones who can actually make a decision about what books to publish. She told me that over 90% of the documents that come in the door go in the garbage before they even make it to a decision maker. That's 90%. That means you have only a 10% chance that your hard work doesn't go in the garbage. And this is the kicker. She told me that it's not really that these book ideas are bad necessarily. It's just that the book proposal documents are poorly done. They're not finished. They're not ready. This is why we created Prepare to Publish. Prepare to Publish offers three months of guided coaching, specific one-on-one feedback on your work, group Q&A calls, a guided workbook, weekly videos delivered directly to you from yours truly, and so much more to make sure that your idea is the absolute best it can be before you sit down to start writing. We've helped thousands of authors through this process, and we can help you too. Typically, P2P costs $1,749 to participate for three months. But if you sign up now, you'll get the whole program for $1,499. That's $1,499. If you're bad at math, like I am $250 off of the original price. And not only that, but get this, you'll also get additional one-on-one coaching call with our creative director, Annie, who I told you about before. 
She has read thousands of book proposal documents and knows what's up when it comes to ones publishers actually want to see. Your program includes a completion call with her anyway, where she can review the work that you've done. But with this early bird rate, you also get an intro call with her. And this call can be a game changer in your ability to get the absolute most out of the three months of coaching. You'll never have to sit around wondering if your idea is really a good one. You'll be set to go from the very beginning. These calls typically cost $250. So if you're doing the math with me again, you're getting a value add of $500 for free, not only the discount on the course of $250, but also this free call with Annie. So don't miss this opportunity to join us for our only P2P program happening in 2020. Yes, you heard me right. This is our only P2P program we're doing this year. Go to findyourvoice.com slash publish to get your $500 discount now. Seats are limited. And again, this is the only time we're doing this class this year. Don't wait to join us. We'll see you in class. On today's episode of Find Your Voice Book Reviews, I talked to one of our Prepare to Publish alumni, Brooke. She's going to introduce you to a book I bet you've never heard of, but one that covers important topics that are totally relevant to our current climate. Topics like alcoholism, death, loss, and the hope that comes on the other side of pain. All of this from an unlikely source. So listen to the episode, hear Brooke's take, and then I hope you'll grab your own copy of the book from the link in the show notes. Either way, enjoy this interview about The Boy in the Black Suit by Jason Reynolds. Hi there, Brooke. Hey. Thanks so much for talking to us today about one of your favorite books. Yes, I'm excited to do that. I love book recommendations. Well, why don't you start by telling us the title of the book? And I'd love to hear in just a couple of sentences what it's about. Okay. So the title is The Boy in the Black Suit by Jason Reynolds. And it's about a, t- a teenage boy. He's a senior in high school named Matthew Miller. Um, he recently, at the very beginning of the school year, his mom dies of breast cancer, um, which kind of sends his dad back into some alcoholic behaviors. And so really the whole book, Matt is just trying to figure out what to do with his grief and how to cope with it. Um, just the different people that kind of come along his path at different times. And, um, yeah, I just love it because it, it kind of ends on an, a note of hope. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. So how did you get introduced to the book? What was happening in your life when you found it? And what was it that you really drew you to this particular book? Yeah, it was not a book I would have normally picked up. It's young adult fiction. And at the time, it was published in 2015. Um, so it was brand new. And one of my coworkers that I work with handed it to me and said, hey, I think you might really like this. Um, so I work at a a high school. I work with a lot of reluctant readers. And mm. so at the time I was, I personally didn't love reading, <laughs> which is <laughs> really weird because I was an English teacher, um, yeah. but I don't know. So I, I was just working with other English teachers who were starting to kind of find a way to match reluctant readers with books that might catch their interest. And as we were doing that, these coworkers kind of brought, brought me along and they were like, Hey, will you try reading this book? Because if you like it, then your students might like it. Cause you mm-hmm. don't really like to read either. <laughs> and That's I said, hilarious. okay. 
I know. So I started reading it and it was a weird time in my life where 2015, I started experiencing a lot of unexpected deaths in in mm-hmm. my life. I like had a friend that completed suicide and then my cousin died very unexpectedly in the middle of the night. And then I had some, mm-hmm. a former student that had just died in a head on collision with a wow. semi. I mean, they were, and these were all packed into like five or six months of each other. And so I felt like I was constantly going to funerals and had zero idea how to grieve. Yeah. So as I was reading that book, I just, it was so helpful because it was giving me vocabulary and um, just a different perspective to grief through the eyes of this, you know, 17, 18 year old African American boy. And here I am, the complete opposite of him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I love that your perspective for grief came through the eyes of a teenager, especially, but yeah, but a teenager even who has such a different, you know, might have such a different worldview or comes from a different place than you. Right. It's a reminder how truly universal the grieving process is. And I'm really sorry to hear about all those losses in your life. This year, 2019 has been a year like that for me. I've lost more people. I love this. Well, we're in 2020 right now, but 2019, the year we just completed, lost more people I love than than in the rest of my life combined. Yeah. It's just a very surreal, strange experience. And also it's incredibly human. Right. Yeah. And at that point I had never, I mean, I had had grandparents that had passed away, but that felt more natural at that point. Cause you know, they're, they were dying of old age, but these were so unexpected and it was just neat to see the way people would come into his life in the story at random times or I don't know, just different things. Like he went to go fill out a job application at a place called the cluck bucket, which is kind of like Popeye's <laughs> and he runs into the guy that runs the funeral home in his neighborhood or his city. Oh, wow. And this guy offers him a job and says, Hey, come work at the funeral home with me. And so that's really a lot of of where he's learning about grief is he's watching these funerals happen and he keeps picking out the one person at each funeral that is the most expressive with their grief. And he just observes them and then tries to kind of get to know them and, and ask them questions. And there's one girl in particular that he starts to develop a really strong friendship with and her name happens to be love and It's just so, you know, symbolic of the way that she shows him how to love even in in grief. So, wow. Yeah. I'm taking a quick pause from this episode to ask you a small favor. What I'd love to do is offer this podcast as a service to you without the interruption of outside ads. I don't know about you, but nothing is more frustrating to me than when I'm listening to a podcast I love, I'm super engaged, and then the episode is interrupted with a product or services I'm simply not interested in. So in my perfect world, I'd like to keep the Find Your Voice podcast 100% ad-free and instead offer you only help, encouragement, inspiration, and lots of opportunities to get more writing done. But I can't do that without your help. 
So would you do me a quick favor and take a minute, wherever you're listening to this podcast, to pause, subscribe, rate, and review what you're hearing. This is not only a huge help to us as we try to get the word out about this show. I don't think most listeners realize what a huge help it is to have new subscribers, ratings, and reviews, but also it will only take you a few minutes and you'll make sure that you never miss a new episode. So if you love what you're hearing so far and you want more of it, stop right now and go subscribe, rate, and review the Find Your Voice podcast. And as a thank you for helping us out with this quick favor, we'd love to offer one lucky winner some brand new, exclusive, and unreleased Find Your Voice merch. So all you have to do is screenshot your review, send it to us at hello at findyourvoice.com, and we'll pick one lucky winner to get a generous package of our brand new merch. I'm talking about coffee cups that say, don't talk to me, I'm writing, a hat that says, ask me about my book idea, and so much more. So please take a quick minute to do this for us. Send us a screenshot and we'll be so grateful. Okay, back to the show. Well, I asked you to come today with a quote that you love from the book. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you have that ready to share with yeah, us? Yeah, I do. I do. So there's a point on the book. One of the characters says, it's amazing, you know, when a room has a light in it, even when you have your eyes closed light always wins. Mm. And that quote has stuck with me. I mean, since 2015, since I read it. That's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Yeah. What made you pick this particular quote? I think at the, at the moment when I was reading it, I was in a very dark place. It was the first time I was really experiencing depression and anxiety it was, yeah, the first time I had ever really like sat down and faced the fact that this is, this is something I'm battling. And Mm. I honestly remember constantly every day thinking, I will never see light again. I will forever live in darkness. I don't know how I'm supposed to keep doing this. Wow. And so when I read that, it was just like, I don't know. It felt like this reminder from God for me personally, where he was just whispering to me through this story. I promise you light wins. I promise you I will win. And now in 2020, I feel that fully. I can confidently say the light always wins, even when you're in the middle of the darkness. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's such an important conversation to be having too. And I love that, you know, fiction book could speak to you about something as important as mental health mm-hmm. and your own mental health in, you know, a fiction story spoke to you in a really powerful way, in a way that maybe a textbook on mental health might not have been able to do in that right. period of time. In your life. So right. that's really cool. Yeah. How did this book change your life? And that it sounds sounds like a daunting question, but I guess <laughs> paint a picture for the reader of like before I read this book, this is what life was like for me. And after I read this book, this is what life was like for me. Yeah. So before I read this book, I never cried. <laughs> like wow. I honestly I remember you know, crying once, like at my grandma's funeral, because it was so (laughs) overwhelming. And I was like in high school or college, but uh, I just, I was not known as an emotional person. I I love 
to just remain calm at all times. I will, mm-hmm. I will be in control. There's no reason to cry. We'll just figure <laughs> it out. We'll fix it. We're going to move on. It's going to be okay. And then once I read this book and I had come face to face with the fact that I'm dealing with depression and anxiety, it gave me permission to cry. Um, it wow. gave me permission to feel different feelings and you know, now it's just the most natural thing for me to name those feelings and to let them sit in my body. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just need a good cry because I am so high stress right now. (laughs) And then I'm like, it's just a 180 degree change for me mentally and emotionally. That's amazing. Yeah. It makes me think of two different things. Number one, that anxiety has been a constant companion to me for most of my life. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, present day isn't, it's not a, it's not a pressing problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have had times in my life, periods of time when it, I've been either medicated or if not medicated, then really, really, you know, coping with this issue on a daily basis. And I had a therapist tell me fairly recently uh, maybe two years ago, she said that anxiety is usually another feeling that wants to be felt that you're not letting yourself feel. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, either grief or anger or that the anxiety is usually your body's way of going like, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that. Yeah. I don't want to feel that, which was such a helpful tip for me and has really helped me to cope with my anxiety. Like if I can find a space that's safe enough to really cry, yeah. usually it will dispel the anxiety and it just disappears. And then same thing with getting angry. You know, if I'm angry about something and, or like sometimes I'll get anxious about a conversation where there's, I know there's going to be conflict. Uh And I realize a lot of why I'm anxious about it is because I'm really mad and I don't feel like it's a safe place for me to get mad. Yeah. And so if I can find a place that's safe enough to let out some of the anger, then a lot of the anxiety goes away. Yeah. And I just feel more clear headed. So that's the first thing it makes me think of. And then the second thing is, like I mentioned, this past year has been a year full of a lot of loss for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking with, along with a couple of other friends, with a grief counselor who specializes in loss through death. And she was saying how she was explaining the stages of grief and the grief process. And she said a lot of times, what happens is people get stuck in one or more of the stages because they don't want to feel mm-hmm. what the stage is asking them to feel. So the stage might be actually asking you to feel guilt. Right. And it's why a lot of people feel like irrationally so. Like if I would have just done X, then they wouldn't have done right. what they did or they wouldn't have died. And and she said that the guilt is actually, it's a feeling that's asking to be felt and it needs to be fully felt before you can move on to the next stage, which was so fascinating to me because I don't think of a feeling like guilt as being a positive emotion at all. Right. But it was almost like this permission to feel the guilt, you know? Yeah. Um, Anyway. Yeah. I love, I mean, yeah, permission was huge for me in that season of life because I, I was so used to having things under control and I was the one that was the fixer. I was the one that if somebody had a problem, Brooke will fix it. She'll figure it Mm -hmm. out. And it was the first time where I gave myself permission to not fix anything <laughs> yeah, and like really step back and feel those feelings. Even the ones, I mean, yeah, crying was always like a negative thing for me or really emotions in general. Like I just wanted to be neutral at all times. 
every emotion, even, even happiness and excitement was a negative for me. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So yeah, when I read this book and I was able to kind of talk through it with some of my coworkers who also were very supportive of me and what I was going through at the time. And then to put it in the, to the hands of teenagers and read it with them and hear how they, you know, are coping with grief or feelings or loss and death was just a whole nother game changer for me. And I started to realize, huh, maybe this isn't so negative after all. Like, mm, I don't know. It, it, I love it's so sad. But at the same time, the book, I love that Jason Reynolds in every book of his that I have read, it always has an element of hope. And that's the thing I want to leave my teenagers with. That's the thing I want my students to learn more than anything. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So if there are people listening and there, I know there will be who are like, oh, this sounds great. I think I might want to read this book. Can you speak directly to them and just give them the why for why they should go spend $12 or 15 or whatever it costs and, and order it? Yeah, I would say it's, I mean, it's a young adult fiction book, so you might not normally pick it up, but I would say pick it up because it teaches you so much about empathy. It gives you just a different perspective to that idea of grief and what it looks like in different scenarios. I loved that I could learn from somebody so opposite of me. Um, It really Mm -hmm. helped me learn how to love other people around me. So, and then I would pass it off to somebody else. Like you, this is a topic that I think is growing in conversations. And so it's the perfect book to pick up and then pass it off to, you know, even some, it's perfect for even teenagers. So if you have a son or a daughter um, or a niece or a nephew, I mean, anybody younger, it Mm -hmm. also opens up those doors for you as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Brooke, for taking the time to do this. It's really such a special thing to get a personal recommendation about a book from someone else. So we're just grateful that you took the time and thanks for sharing your great idea with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.